Yeah! All right, Slee. How about this? This is a little uh, breaking baseball news. Literally, as we're sitting here talking, something that had never happened in the history of Major League Baseball just happened. The Padres threw a no-hitter. Joe Musgrove threw a no-hitter against the Texas Rangers. It's the first no-hitter in Padres history. That would be 8,206 regular season games. The Dodgers throw what seems like one almost every single season. The Padres have been around for a minute, 8,206 games. They finally got one. um, I've been at, and listen, this is kind of San Diego in a nutshell. Um, They get sort of close at times, and I've been actually, remember, before I was here, um, I worked at the uh, the home of the Padres station down in uh, San Diego back in the days. Uh-huh. There have been, there've been predicament situations that come in the eighth inning, right, or seven innings, uh, no hit, whatever the case is. They have never come through. This, this is a cool moment. It, it really is. That, that doesn't obviously happen often in baseball, and it happened for the Padres. never happened before. This was a dominant performance, too. Nine innings, obviously, no hits, mm. no earned runs, 10 strikeouts, wow. and no walks. I mean, he was just absolutely carving guys up against the Rangers. So congratulations to Joe. And we would be remissly because one of our diehards, uh, Hector in San Diego, he is already tweeting at us saying, we did it, we did it, we did it. So (laughs) congratulations to you, Hector. I hope the Dodgers beat you by 30 runs every time they play. But you can enjoy this tonight because I don't care about the Texas Rangers. All right, so you had – you want to talk a little Trevor Bauer. How about about Bauer here? Yeah, well (laughs) – okay, so Bauer's (laughs) – You've heard me say this before. You're going to hear me say it again. Trevor Bauer's got a deal, right? No one since – let me back up a little bit. Trevor Bauer's local, right? Trevor Bauer went to Hart High School up in Santa Clarita. Trevor Bauer went to UCLA, pitched them to the College World Series championship round, and they lost, I believe, to South Carolina um, in in the last game of the season. Um, Trevor Bauer was, I believe, the third overall pick in the the, uh, Major League Baseball draft behind his teammate who went number one, Garrett Cole. He's really, really good. Sure. He's also been on a whole bunch of teams. Hmm. So when those two things come together, you kind of go, hmm. When a guy's really good and moves, like let's use Francisco Lindor, for example, right, with the the Indians and he goes to the Mets, because the Indians didn't want to pay him. Right, the end say, well, you know, it's too expensive. We can't do it. Somebody else can do it. And they, there was and a they business reason. There's a business reason. Mm-hmm. The Diamondbacks moved on from Trevor Bauer about 45 minutes after they drafted him. They said, no, this isn't this isn't for us. Hmm. And then he goes to Cleveland and pitches really well. Pitches him to the World Series. Nearly cuts off his hand with a drone. Remember that where he cut his hand real bad. Yeah, that's um, right. And still pitched pretty well. And they traded him to Cincinnati. And then the wins the Cy Young Award with the uh, with the Reds last season, and that one is probably economics because the Reds weren't going to pay him the going rate. The Dodgers were, and they brought him in. And when the Dodgers brought him in, the conversation was always, "Hey, he's really good, but uh, you know, what, what about his deals?" And the Dodgers talked about it. His teammates talked about it. Well, it took two weeks. It took two starts. Um, baseball kicked some balls out when he was up in Oakland in his start, looking for substances. They're talking about spin rates and all these things. Something that he's been very outspoken about prior to seeing his spin rate go through the roof about a year ago. Hmm. Um, and then he did what he does, and that's he gets in a tit-for-tat on Twitter with bloggers and gossipers, as he calls them, and all these things. And it just it just strikes me as something that this is the price of being with Trevor Bauer, that he's – he's if we're get, talking about the best pitchers in baseball, you're not going to get past four, five, or six without saying his name, but it always seems that there's some sort of stuff around him. Okay, so – 
Let me see how I could properly explain this. I'm not the most uh, I'm not the most exciting guy in the world. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay with organizations who are a little bit boring, but they get the job done. Uh -huh. I'm okay. I'm okay with organizations where you're not hearing about them every single day. They're not headline news all the time. This is what I'm referring to. Trevor Bauer. I don't know how many times we we haven't done a ton of shows together. But in the shows that we've done, we've brought him up a few times, mm -hmm. right? He's come up in conversations that does not have anything to do with his performance on the field. I know the season just started. I, I get all that. I understand that. But we've probably talked more about Trevor Bauer than we have Kershaw. Yeah. We've probably talked more about Trevor Bauer than Mookie Betts. Uh -huh. Probably more about Bauer than uh, Bellinger. Just use go down the list of star players for the Dodgers. I know he's a baller. And fantastic. I, and I and I know that the Dodgers look. If you got a chance to go add him to what you already have, um, and I'm sure the Dodgers think, hey, we're going to get him to be in line with everything that's obviously going on, and, and it's going to help improve our chances to win a World Series. But I got to be honest, Trav, I cannot stand when individuals are always being talked about over the team. Yeah. And you're not, and you're not – listen, uh, let me explain better. I know we always talk about LeBron James. I know we always talk about, let's say, KD. But it's KD. because he's helping the team win. It's not about all the other stuff that's going and on. And they're super stars. Yeah. That's the only thing I'll say about, say about Trevor Bauer. You're the baseball guy. I'm not. But damn, do I hear Trevor Bauer's name so much. And I'm like, what – how come this guy is always part of some type of a conversation? And, well, and it, it's it's a lot of it is social media driven too. He got into some weird stuff where he's bullying people on Twitter. It it, it gets weird. So here here's was his response to the story out there that oh they collected some balls from Trevor Bowers last start. This is what he wrote on Twitter. LOL, always fun reading desperate and misleading clickbait headlines from national gossip bloggers mm -hmm. to translate fake journalistic speak for y'all. It's unclear whether equals I can't be bothered to look into this because it doesn't fit my narrative and the, the narrative. Uh, wonder where the articles about balls from every other pitcher being taken out of play in literally every other game this season are. Also, LOL to MLB, who already has, quote, sources talking to gossip bloggers about a supposedly confidential process a week into the season. Thumbs up, y'all. Keep killing it. Okay. You know what would? You know By the way, I kind of like the response. <laughs> I kind of like. I, I kind of like him coming back at him. But but here's the thing. Mm -hmm. If you said, "Hey, they took some balls out of Clayton Kershaw," you know what Clayton Kershaw would have said? Yeah, go go. Fine. Go look. What, what, that sounds what, what, good. What do, I, what do I care? When's my next start? Yeah, fine. Look at the. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't do anything. I don't care. Go ahead. Not to, well, well, um, you know, uh, uh, um, they, 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 they took a bunch of balls from this guy and, 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 and uh, a laughing guy emoji and gossip bloggers and MLB and, and uh, crying emoji. It's like, dude, come on, man. It just just let it roll off your back. I don't understand why you got to kind of fire back at that kind of stuff. I don't understand what you do it. Well, listen, that's the only thing I'm going to go back to. He's coming into a situation. It's kind of I, – I, and I don't know how to gauge this. Are, are most Dodger fans out there, you think – do you think most Dodger fans kind of love what he brings to the table? Do you, you see what I'm saying, Trav? Do you think Do you think most Dodger fans are okay with all the ancillary noise? I, I, I'm going to put myself – I'm going to answer. As a Dodger yeah. fan, I'm going to answer this. I don't care what he does if he keeps pitching like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If he keeps going out there and striking out 10 guys every game, what do I care what he does on Twitter? But I'm not the one that has to answer the question every day in the clubhouse. I'm not the one but, that But isn't that part of it? But isn't that part of it? So so part of you is okay with it because it also sounds like it is a distraction. He is a distraction at times for the team. 
I, I can't speak to her. I don't know. I'm not on the team. I, I know that typically that kind of stuff does not sit well, especially a team like the Dodgers who seem to be pretty buttoned up. Um, we'll see, Look, if he keeps pitching well, no one will say a word. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is Puig. This is this is a different version of Puig. It's not the same thing. Like Puig's stuff was being late. Puig, Puig's stuff was not taking it seriously. Sometimes that's not Trevor Bauer's deal at all, right? He's kind of the opposite. He's the guy that takes everything too seriously, arguably. Mm-hmm. But it's always something, and everybody was cool with Puig right up until he started hitting two forty. Right, right up until he sure. started running in the outs. When Puig was getting two doubles a game. Yeah, he's he's cool, man. He's kind of crazy. He's kind of out there. Yeah, he's a little this, but it's cool. He, it was only when he started not performing that people got fed up with his deal. And the same thing's going to be there for and, and Trevor Bauer. Just you know, apples to apples is light years better than Puig. Hmm. It's it's not even close. So he's a much better player. But it's the same kind of deal. As long as the performance is there, people will tolerate it right up until they don't. Because this, again, this is his fourth team. He hasn't been around a super long time. It's a bad example, but just to, you know, use a, a again another basketball reference, but guys like Dennis Rodman or maybe Meta World Peace or players that you said, hey, I'm gonna take a chance on this guy because at the end of the day, we know he's going to deliver for us. That, that comes with it. And so far, I guess you could say Trevor Bowers obviously comes with it. Absolutely. Let's try a phone call here, 877-710-ESPN, if you'd like to get in on our Dodger conversation. Of course, talking about the Lakers and the Nets coming up tomorrow as well. You can get in on that. Let's go to Huntington Beach and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Paul? Hey, I love talking to you, Travis, man. It's been a minute, dude. Listen, the thing, you, you hit the nail on the head with, with Bauer, dude. He is Puig, but he's on the mound, only he's a hell of a lot better. Yeah. All right. It, like, like Puig was never the guy. Puig was always, we hoped he was going to be the guy. And he never, he never became that guy, right? A two time all star at the end of the day was a 260 hitter with like you know, about 18 home runs. That's not good enough. But if Trevor Bauer's going to go win Cy Young, he's going to strike out 10 guys in an outing, you know what? We'll, we'll deal with what it, it is, what it is. But the key is come late July, come early August, is that going to wear sin on guys like Turner, on Kershaw? On, you know, on those guys, right? Because at the end of the day, they, they hold the clubhouse. Right now, it is all good. And today was a beautiful thing, man. It has been a long time coming, 32 years. You know, I could wax poetic all day, but, dude, I'm down here in Palm Springs. That's how I thought I'd check in on you here on Travis and Slee and just say, you know, what's up? Happy opening day, you know, at the Ravine. And I'm out, dude. I'll talk to you guys later. Appreciate yeah, you calling Paul. in. Yeah, I mean, every sport's got them, right? Every sport has the guy that's wildly talented, that can help you win, but at some point it just feels like you know what this relationship has run its course. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're thank you for everything you've done for us. We're gonna go try something else. Good luck with your next team. Well, he's got to come through too because I mean it's not like he's he was brought up in the system and you're not paying him much. What is he a hundred hundred and two million something along? The, I mean you're yeah, paying well, the guy he's, so he's making like thirty six million dollars mm-hmm. a year. It's just it's an insane amount of money. It, 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 look, it's it's the going rate, right? It is the going rate for a star pitcher in Major League Baseball, and he he is that. He just he's just one of those guys that always has noise around him, and whatever. By, by the way, uh, how about how about did you uh, get a chance to watch the the ceremony for the Dodgers earlier? I did. How cool was it to just actually have? <laughs> there was no fake noise. It's awesome, Trev. Trev, if you came to, I'm, I'm telling you, if you came to Staples Center and you're at a Lakers game. 
I cannot tell you how sick of those speakers I am. KCP will hit a three, and then all of a sudden, it's like somebody just is turning the volume up. I'm like, this is the worst. They're doing the best they can. I'm, I'm, this is I nobody's fault, but I'm just I, saying, exactly. I'm telling you the experience. It is the oddest thing you could possibly be at being, uh, obviously, um, seeing what happened at Dodger Stadium where they have 15,000 fans up and along those lines. What a, what a cool experience. Yeah, let's try one more quick one here. Let's try Jonathan in L.A. Uh, Jonathan, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Jonathan, are you there? Boom. I think I heard Jonathan hung up. All right, we'll maybe That's try a to solid call. Thank you, Jonathan. Jonathan. Appreciate it. I mean, was, uh, his point, I mean, he had so many good points there. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, look. What, what his time third point was my it's, favorite. His third uh, point was my like, favorite. It's like, what is it, 10.30? Something like that? It's, it's uh, 8.15. 8, 8 you know, maybe he's enjoying himself. I Like, we're all going to go start to enjoy Why are you dressed up? I still don't know where you're going after this. <laughs> see... You have, have a collared, have... listen, you have a collared shirt on. I saw well, you during the break put cologne on. Why'd you put cologne on? Okay, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you can see that I'm counting things on my, I'm just counting the lies as you go through this. I have on my, the, it's, it's the only t-shirt that didn't go through the laundromat today because I, I believe it or not, I wasn't going to go shirtless. In you the have laundromat. gel in your hair, don't you? <laughs> I, that's three lies. And I have worn cologne, I think. <laughs> <laughs> once in my life i think i was in eighth grade and i think my eighth grade girlfriend gave oh, me like a awesome. dracar noir as like a christmas present or something just keep and spraying I, it on keep putting it like, on aren't you gonna wear it I'm like, I don't, of course i, I am really, babe not really of a course i am guy i was she was my girlfriend and i was scared of her that's just kind of yeah something some cool i guess all right uh bait speaking we're talking a little baseball yeah. two great baseball movies came out this week a long time ago. Get your mm -hmm. pick on which one was better. We'll take some more phone calls, too. 877-710-ESPN. We'll read some of your tweets as well. At Travis Rogers, at Alan Slee. Well, all of that, Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. That, that was going to be a great track, guys. What's the deal? Uh, are, are you sure that was sounding okay? I'll be honest, fellas, it was sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> so, let's take it again. And Gene. Yeah. Really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. Yeah. Explore the space. I like what I'm hearing. Slee. That you got is... it, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will, Will Ferrell is just amazing. We'll get to him in a second. That was 21 years ago. That was the, the more cowbell on Saturday Night Live 21 years ago. Can you believe that? That could be one of my favorite. I'm trying to think here. And I, I don't watch SNL religiously. I, I think uh, there's some people, that, every episode, right? But I, I that one, I've gone back and watched it so many different times. Jimmy Fallon laughing in the back. He cannot control himself. Um, just Will Ferrell's sh shirt. 
coming up to us about his belly button. Yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell's like the perfect amount of fat in that Gosh. scene. Because like Will Ferrell's not fat, but his little belly hanging out is just so great. God, I got a fever, was... and the only prescription <laughs> is more cowbell. If we decided to take that entire clip and play, I don't know how long it is, eight minutes, ten minutes? Something like that. Ratings would just go through the roof. Ratings would just go through the roof. Man, I love that scene. I it, love that scene. It is one of the more iconic SNL yeah. skits for sure. You know, the, you brought up something that's the only part about it that I don't love is because anything with Jimmy Fallon, I'm out on. The, the, can I, Why? Can I do, Why? Be, because and, and I'm not Jimmy Fallon is wildly successful, mm -hmm. and, and I'm, this is not a, a criticism. I'll tell you why success. I like him, but keep going. He just has somebody really talented, mm -hmm. like. Christopher Walken, Will Ferrell, mm -hmm. or the guests on The Tonight Show, Justin Timberlake, whoever it is. And he has that really talented person do something really awesome, and then he jumps in next to him and goes, mm. It's like, dude, you didn't do anything. Just let let's the, let that guy over there do it. And so a, in his, a, so a, in his show, quick, quick. in his show, you don't like? I, I don't watch his show. I, I, I don't, neither do I. I, I, I am Conan's deeply, my guy. Conan's my deeply guy. Deeply Jimmy Fallon averse. There's a great line in The Simpsons where Homer kicks in the door and Bart and Milhouse are laughing at something they're looking at at the computer. And Homer Simpson says, what are you laughing at? And if you say Jimmy Fallon, I'll know you're lying. <laughs> and that kind of that kind of sums it up for me. right? Okay, there. Fallon, I liked him in that specific... When he was on SNL, one of the things that I think made him so good is he couldn't hold his freaking laugh. So I would laugh because I know he's laughing. So that scene specifically, the fact that he could not hold his laugh made me laugh. I like the. the it was guy. real. It was like authentic. No, you know? he was genuinely laughing. I, I, the, it was authentic for sure. Is is Will Ferrell the greatest Saturday Night Live cast member of all time? He's on the short list. I think there, there's one other. There's, there's maybe Farley. Two, mm -hmm. Who Farley was really good. Farley mm -hmm. was pretty short, uh, but great. I, I think the answer, and it's pretty obvious when you just go, oh right, because it was a long time ago. It's Eddie Murphy, right? Hmm. I mean, Eddie Murphy with Celebrity I, I, Hot Tub and mm -hmm. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood and Gumby and Buckwheat and all those things that he used to do were pretty amazing. Stevie I think, Wonder. I, I, I think I'd go Will Ferrell. Yeah. Well, well that's not a bad answer mm -hmm. at all. Not a bad yeah. answer at all. Are you watching? Uh, do you watch Saturday Night Live all the time or not anymore? I, I, I kind of cherry pick it. I wait to see the YouTube videos the next day yeah, and, yeah. and what's there. I do like the weekend update. I like Che and mm -hmm. I like Colin Jost. I think those guys are pretty funny. But generally speaking, it's not my uh, not in my wheelhouse. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. If somebody sends me something and says, oh, this is pretty good, I'll watch it. But I'm not. First of all, there's 48 cast members right now. It's hard to even mm. keep track of who's everybody. Who else did you like Like over, over the years? You know who else was great? Phil Hartman. Oh yeah, Phil, Phil Hartman, Hartman was great. Was amazing. I, I, you know what's funny is Chris Farley was probably Will Ferrell's my favorite. Um, I would say Farley. I'm trying to think here because what's uh? Why am I forgetting his name? Not that he was all that good, but uh, who's the guy that Will Ferrell would do those skits with? And he did the David movie. David Spade. No, but it, was, it wasn't David Spade. The guy that he did the. Uh, um, he did the movie. He ended up doing the movie with where they go to the clubs and they just dance. Or oh, what? Chris Kattan. Kattan Are you talking was, about that? Kattan like, was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he, night, night at the Roxbury. That's what it was. 
I Kat- interviewed Chris Catan one time, and it did Kattan not go well. Catan was, was crazy. What was <laughs> He played one scene where he was, I forget what he was, but he's jumping up. He was like an animal, some type of animal. The, the dude was absolutely crazy. So there's all these classic scenes with him. Uh, but Will Ferrell, well, yeah, Will Ferrell the best. That when Will Ferrell showed up at one of our remotes for LAFC, he walked in the back of the room. So the, the way that the set was set up, I was standing at the desk. LZ was to my left, and Key was at the end of the table. And all the, the people that are at the remote are looking at us, right? Mm-hmm. And so through the back of the, the room, they're kind of at a mm. bar at, at the bank, I see this guy walk in, and I, he's, I don't know, he's maybe 30, 35 yards away from me. And I'm looking, I'm going, wow, that looks a lot like Will Ferrell. Mm. And, and he gets is a little he, closer. He's part owner, right? He, he he's is. Got a... He is. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little closer. I'm like, that is Will Ferrell. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you could tell like one person saw him and like the, the, goes through the whole room and he and I like make eye contact, right? And I look at him and I kind of like shrug my shoulders and point to the seat next to me like, hey, you, and he looks at me kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. And Will Ferrell comes up and did, I don't know, it was 10 or 15 minutes with us. And it was, he was great. He was hilarious because he's Will Ferrell. And anyway, we're talking during the break and he says, and I said, you, you just, you know, why basically why are you here yeah. like what are you doing he goes oh i listened to you guys in the morning i was dropping my kids off at school and i was just around the corner so i thought i'd come by and see what was going on how and badass is that it was it i've never mm. felt better about myself in my entire life mm. it was fantastic all right that's tv here's movie sleep april mm-hmm. 7th 1989 also April 7th, 1993, two legendary baseball movies came out. In 89... Daniel Major- LaRusso. <laughs> oh, God. By the way, let's remake Major League with Daniel LaRusso <laughs> in it. Their million-dollar... Oh, Slee, I Okay, uh, hold on. His, write it down. This Travis? is the thing. This is before you write whatever you're writing down. We went through this yesterday. We talked a little bit about it. What makes Daniel LaRusso what he is today, he is so unbelievable at the art of karate. The fact that he has the ability on camera to do some of the stunts that he's doing, I think he's the only one that does not have a stunt devil. He's the only one. So All right, so, just, so you, you, you had Major League. Well, hold on. I just mm-hmm. got to finish, right? Travis Rogers' bucket list, see Daniel LaRusso throw a baseball. Okay, there. That's done. That's written down in... Uh, so, yeah, Major League in 1989, Tom mm-hmm. Berenger, Charlie Sheen, uh, classic baseball movie where the terrible team starts to win, the owner tries to sabotage him. We all know the plot. And then in 1993, kind of a sweet, wholesome baseball movie, The Sandlot, mm-hmm. with The Beast and Jenny, uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Oh, Sandlot and was great. Smalls and Ham. Classic. Would, you could only watch one. One of them's going to disappear forever. Which one are you kidding? You know, I, you I, don't even, I don't even hesitate. Sandlot. Really? Yeah, I don't even hesitate. That, but yeah. that was that was right. I mean, I was probably 11, 12 years old when that came out. So that was that was at the right time. It was the right age, and uh, just such a classic movie. It it is. I I think I'd pick it too. I think the only I, Major League is great for a, a bunch of great lines. But the two guys sitting in the outfield when it's still empty, right <laughs> before they start to win, and they're sitting there. They're like the two only the only two Indian fans in the whole place. And the one guy crushes the home run, and the guy goes, nah, too high. <laughs> too high. And the other guy looks at him and goes, too high? What do you mean, too high? And he goes, and he goes you know, too high. And he goes, who gives a – it's gone. I, I just – I could watch that a million times in a row. Uh, Major League, by the way, there's one that was 
much more for kids and one was much more for adults. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? So there's there, there's such a difference. I, I think maybe that's why I lean towards Sandlot. What I should do, I watched Major League. I don't know. Probably it was over 10 years ago last time I saw it. But watching a classic movie like that again, mm. this is there's certain movies you just haven't seen in so long. Uh, and Charlie Sheen is great. I mean, the, the entire Charlie movie's can, great. Charlie Sheen can throw a baseball. What's mm. ma- it, it's a huge part of what makes that movie work mm. is Charlie Sheen can throw a baseball. All right, if you if you're putting your if you're putting your greatest sports movies, mm. and I and listen, I, I know this is a conversation that we could sit here for an hour and have, but greatest sports movies, are you more of the the ones that are I don't know comical, the ones that are displaying uh, uh, a certain player back in his time? What what are your so uh, I, I'm glad you said that because I think there there's two different lanes, right? There are sports movies that are serious that are really good movies right like you like rocky and raging bull and things like that that are classic films i think rocky won best picture if memory serves Mm -hmm. and then there are just movies that are about sports that are really really great like for me caddyshack is on the short list of Of one of my all-time favorite movies is that a sports movie or is that just a bunch of guys goofing around on a golf course probably a bunch of guys that's like uh you could say um yeah, I, I would say that that goes more towards the just guys goofing around. Right? It's yeah. it's more of just a comedy. You know what's a great? And I'm going to get cheesy here because because we're not because we're not going to say semi pro is a no. You know, it's a documentary. No. Sports you know what's movie. a good sports movie? That's mm-hmm. it's it's a little saccharine sweet, but it's I, I just every time it's on, I stop and I watch it, and I like it every single time. Remember Rudy? the Titans. Mm, no, that's a great one. Yeah. Re- remember the Titans with Denzel mm-hmm. and the, the guys that played, the football players, they're all really good actors. It just that, that movie, no, that's a every great time one. I see it, I love that movie. Okay, how about here's another one kind of falling into the same thing. I don't know how many times I've watched Ali. Yeah, it's it's so long. You but know, it's, it, the, it's so good. I, I don't know how to describe it. And and Will Smith is so good at playing Ali. Uh, and maybe it's also just the story of you know, you also respect just Ali's journey that maybe that's why I kind of like it so much as well. But that that's one of my favorites, too. One of my favorites all time. You knew this was coming, Slee. This was an absolute lock. A, because he's a fan of the show, which we deeply appreciate. And his Padres just did something they'd never done before. Hector in San Diego. Hector, go ahead. Enjoy your no-hitter, my friend. How you feeling tonight? John Musgrove. John Musgrove is sitting in his <laughs> And Joe Musgrove has thrown a no-hitter. Oh, my goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things that I have ever seen, Joe Musgrove throwing a no-hitter in the Texan Stadium after they cried like babies because that team did his job last year. Boys, <laughs> we did it. It finally happened. And Trash, Lee, salute, boys. Appreciate you calling in, man. All Appreciate right. you calling in. I think Hector was maybe doing that thing like for the last six or seven outs. He was having a, a beer for every. No, last I, I, six I think outs. Trav. I think Trav. I think what Hector was doing. He did the beers prior. He took your guys' night out from earlier. He did a beer, <laughs> a martini, a, a, a glass of wine, and then some bourbon. Um, <laughs> Good for Hector. That. Oh, uh, by the way, that was. You know, it's kind of funny because we we talked a little bit about the Dodgers. Uh, Padres, I think they're starting five and three, something along those lines. Any surprises right now in baseball? It's way too early. And this... It's 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 too. I'll I'll give you a very small, pleasant surprise, but I'm not gonna 
put too much stock in this because it could change on a dime. It, and, know, and, and and do you still want do you still want two hundred and twenty four regular season games? Because you were telling that telling me that off air, you thought very, very quickly and fourteen innings. <laughs> How great was last season? Look, I, I, I'm Amazing. not saying I'm not saying we can go to sixty because there's too much money to be lost if you go. Trav, amazing. Every, every amazing. game was so exciting because no it was question important. about it. No question now about it. You get triple the amount of games. It's a it's a very different dynamic. Um, yeah, I, I, the, the small surprise that I have so far is that the Angels look good, hmm. and, and and it's that pitching has been good. The Angels are going to score runs. They have a good offense. They got Trout and Rendon and Otani. They got guys. They got guys that can produce runs for sure. Um, I didn't think that they were going to pitch well, and so far they have. That, that would be my early season surprise. So much uh, chatter, obviously, locally about the Dodgers, as it should be. But, man, it would be great that the Angels have a good season as well, that Mike Trout gets another opportunity in the postseason. I mean, it, it's almost – it's so – it's unfortunate you have, you know, one of the greats to play the game, and we just never – and I know people say that, well, it's because of his personality, and he doesn't have that much personality. He just wants to go out there, play baseball, and then go home. But here's the reality, Trav. You know what? You know when you talk about guys – so we're in the freaking when they're in the postseason and they're yeah. they're there's a clutch play or there's something that's happening that's involving them and their team. We just haven't had that with the Angels. Very quickly, it happened briefly last season, but because they got eliminated, it we didn't get to see it build. Mm. Was with Tatis, mm. right? Fernando Tatis Jr. is that guy because you, you said it yourself, Slee. Mike Trout's the best player in the league. We know that, but he has no interest in doing that stuff. He has no interest in being. A celebrity it's just not mm-hmm. his deal and, and, and that's fine if he doesn't want to do it he doesn't have to do it but Tatis has got swag Tatis has got presence flashy Tatis has got the bat flip he's got the mm-hmm. hair he's just everything about Tatis is like dude I want to I want to see what that guy's going to do next I, I want to watch that companies like, are jumping all over him yes. saying yeah we want him to represent us sure yeah and, and so they got in and then the Dodgers knocked him out so they weren't around very long but if that guy could get in and and get through some rounds he could be that guy uh, to pull some eyeballs on. All right, that, you got to work tomorrow, Slee. It is the Nets and the Lakers yes, from sir. Brooklyn. The better roster, the better lead going into the, the final Plus uh, couple of months of the season. Plus yes, trap. You got? May 12th, finally, the Lakers will be hanging up that banner for banner number 17. We should talk about that as well. We will do that next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I, I could think- see I could see Morales putting peanut butter on lettuce and say, I'm just trying to get healthy. Just trying to get healthy. He's been eating bacon for two months. Is he doing the uh, and, keto? And, and yeah, and, and when and when I say By the way, that's like bad keto. That's bacon like bacon exclusive. This is how they get you into keto. They like, just have as much bacon as you want. Don't worry about it. How many and, pieces of bacon could you eat sleep before you're like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I don't I don't want another piece of bacon. Uh, two pieces of bacon. You're gonna get out. Shut I'm, up. I'm serious. Man. You I'm can serious. only eat two pieces of bacon. No, I can eat more, but you said how many until you're like I'm done. I don't need more than two pieces of bacon. I forget. You know what? I'm an idiot. I had forgot. You're the one that thinks bacon's overrated. Yeah, I, had, yeah, I forgot that that was your uh, 
That was that. Yeah, that put was that the on the sideline after Brenda Walsh. It's on. Listen, Bacon's on the bench. It's on the bench, and I'm yeah, it, I'm wondering. The problem I'm, is, I'm you, have wondering. Turkey, you have Turkey starting in center field, and that that that's that's what you've got wrong. I'm you, wondering you have, whether to bring Bacon in the game, but most of the time it's a DNP. You know, I uh, I got this guy named um, Sandy Koufax. We're gonna leave him over there. Uh, you know, bring in um, bring in bring in uh, Kevin Gross. Let's have him play. You have told me that you don't go to a deli shop, you don't go to a sandwich spot, and you say I'm gonna go get a BLT. You don't usually no. do that, correct? It's a diner. It's a diner item. Well, that's kind of my point here. My point is, is that you're not using bacon. Like you're not walking in. If I'm going to go get a sandwich, I don't have to have bacon in my sandwich. No, I, it's not a must have in my sandwich. But if it's in there, I'm not mad at it. I'm talking like okay. It's let's not like say, you're putting four pieces of bacon on there. For instance, for instance, on Saturday or Sunday morning, usually I will make breakfast for the family. Right? I get up early and I'll, I'll, I will fry the bacon in the pan and I stack it up with a paper towel and it's all sitting there, right? And I'll have a couple of pieces and maybe more than a couple once in a while. But it's usually like that third piece. It's like, okay, that's enough. But you that's do the, you bacon. said you do the tofu bacon, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, so Keyshawn and I have become very good friends and I, okay. and I, and I like Key a great deal. And Key is a good cook, like we talked about earlier. Key has tried to tell me that there are other ways to make turkey bacon, and mm -hmm. he thin slices mushrooms and turns them into bacon. Guess where bacon comes from? A pig. It's a, it's a bacon is made of pigs, and it's, it's made, made in a lab. Pigs it's made and in, smoke of tofu, and, and no pigs. No, pigs. I can't do. I'm not a fan of tofu at all. I'm with you. If you're gonna have it, just have it. Absolutely. Uh, but I can do turkey bacon. I got no problem with turkey bacon. And let's do a couple. Let's get caught up on Twitter here very quickly. Uh, Warren, his two favorite SNL guys are Ackroyd and Belushi. I like mm. Belushi. Ackroyd's a legend, but Ackroyd never hit me exactly right, Slee. What are you, Dan Ackroyd guy? Uh, I'm okay with him. I, I, it's not like he's not coming up as my, you know, when, when we say, what are your all-time greats? He's not one that's going to come up right away. Yeah, he's a comedy legend. Just yeah, just kind of just missed me a little. This is the best explanation mm -hmm. of Jimmy Fallon that I've ever heard. This is perfect. This is from TFP. This is from Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> it says, Fallon is the guy who does the least in a group project and acts like he did everything. That's perfect. So I guess I. it's interesting when you describe, because I have not watched his show enough to where you're saying he's got to be, he's always got to be the center of attention. Is that is that what you're referring to? Because he, 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 he I'm not gets, a fan of those type of people. It's it's He will try to pull attention to himself. Hmm. And, and I get it. It's his show. I guess that's what you're supposed to do, I guess. Yeah, but there's also but, power in not doing that. Uh, oh, oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. 100%. But he doesn't do anything. Hmm. You know, like he's not funny. He can sing a little bit, I guess. But it's like... He's, Are you just, a Conan guy? Yeah, Conan's... But, so... Yes, I think Conan is very funny, but Conan's Conan Conan kills me. To me. Conan kills yeah, me. Co Conan's funny. Mm -hmm. Conan's funny. Ooh, a late ask Slee. You want one more Slee? Let's get one more in. Better perm, Dan Marino or Mike Brady? <laughs> Dan Marino. Yeah. Dan. <laughs> is this our perm music? Is this the uh, Travis and Slee perm? Didn't we bring up? Didn't didn't we? By the way, didn't we bring up earlier today? Did you and I have a conversation? Was that yesterday? Not about perms. We didn't think. Think real quick. What we were talking about yesterday? We talked about my washing machine advertising. Exploding. No, no, not on the show. Not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right or wrong that a perm yes. came up? Yes. 
Oh, you're right. That's yeah. right. You should do that, by the way. You should absolutely nah, say you. yes to that opportunity. That's you. I, I think that's, that's all you. Um, all right, so you mentioned it, Slee. The Lakers are going to hang their banner uh, last game of the regular season. Yep, May 12th. And amen. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we're going to get some fans inside of Staples Center. That banner's going to go up. I love that the Lakers waited to do it until we could get some people in there. It's just – it is such a Laker move. Say – even if you're not a Laker fan, and I know, again, I'll say it, most of the people listening to us are, and, and I understand that. Nobody is better at events than the Lakers. Nobody. They, they are masters at it, and they did it again. Well, this was a key to, um, you know, we're going to get some type of fans in there on April 15th, right? And that's the game against the Celtics. I mean, mm-hmm. Listen, it, would you have been shocked if, um, if the Lakers decided, hey, the first opportunity we get to get any type of fans in there we're going we're gonna to hang up banner number 17. Oh, by the way, it's against the Boston Celtics. I wouldn't have been surprised if that happened. But I thought yesterday, Jeannie coming out, she did on Spectrum. She was on with Allie Clifton. And the announcement was, we want to give as much time as possible to see maybe we can get X amount of percentage of more fans between April 15th and May 12th. Trav, we had – Jeannie was nice enough to come on about a month ago or so, right? Yeah. And one of the questions that you asked her was – you know, you're so relatable to the fans. You're She's you're not accessible. sitting up you're not sitting yeah. up in a suite or anything like that. Actually everybody knows where you sit. And she said, We do this just for the fans. I mean, that's how important it is. So I thought them thinking it through to the because if, if this was going to happen, happen April 15th against the Celtics, I'm all in. I'm like, hey, that's that's fantastic. But I get why May 12th, and obviously maybe that by that point, maybe if you start off April 15th with 10% fans, maybe you're up to 20% by – and if that's hey, the case – Twice as many. Twice Great. as many fans, they get to be there. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you, speaking of that, you know, California is a little bit behind other places when it comes to, to letting people into venues and whatnot. And politics aside whatever we, we're gonna have fewer people in our buildings than other people are gonna have in theirs yep does that does that affect the way you look at the seating and all that stuff that would you rather have the lakers a higher seed than a lower seed? because i know before we're kind of it doesn't matter because there's not gonna be any people in these buildings anyway or the the few places that maybe have some people there's not gonna be very many it does feel like we're not super far away from having full houses i mean t- the texas rangers opened up their baseball stadium with a full house. Yeah, I think their capacity is 40,000. I think they let 60,000 in. They're like, yeah, bring them in. Get everybody in here. You know, Trav, here's the reality. Um, if we had a lot of conversations this year throughout the season talking about how home court's not a big deal. Now, home court could, couldn't be the difference. I mean, l- listen, there's – and I'm not, I'm not talking about just the Lakers, but you don't think the Jazz want Game 7 in Utah? Of course they do. You don't think Denver – wants to have a Game 7 against the Clippers or whoever they face in the first round, whatever the case, in Denver, in mile high. So I, I think what we thought wasn't going to be that big of a deal can be a big deal. Now, if you're the Lakers, the difference here is LBJ has won everywhere. LeBron has won Game 7. I think Lee, that it doesn't matter. I think it every doesn't team, matter. It matters, but it, he's, the, he's the unicorn, right? I don't think it makes much of a difference to him. So that's why that's the only reason why I bring that up. That's literally the only reason why I bring it up because in an ideal world, you want home court. In an ideal world, um, you don't want to miss your players for as long as the Lakers have missed them. You'd have more chemistry and everything. In an ideal world. But the reality is that's going to affect other teams more than I think it's going to affect the Lakers because arguably 
one of the greatest players to ever play the game, has already walked into other arenas in Game 7 and has won on the road in a, you know, obviously a full crowd, no COVID issues, nothing like that. So I think those that might have, that might affect other teams more. I think it's going to affect the Lakers less. I agree. I agree. I, I just – I'd like to see those guys start to come back a little bit. And, and, and I know we got plenty of runway left. We're still a, a month and change away from the playoffs starting. But I would li- – I just don't want it to be two weeks before the playoffs started. Oh, okay, they're back. I'd like to have – I know they've played – I'm less worried about LeBron. I'd like to just see AD get a few trips up and down the court a few nights in a row before we hit the uh, – the playoff run. All right, we got one more to go sleep before we send everybody out into their weekend. The best, the best perm, by the way. We we got the wrong the wrong perm. Coming to America. Remember oh, that dude, Daryl Jenks. Yeah, Soul Glow. Just had, I mean that that's that's Just the perm we should all be striving for. That's the perm that we shine through. I know the song. Yeah, and they left a little stain on the back of the couch. Such a great movie. Such <laughs> That's a right. Great it left movie. the stain. I forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. By the way, the answer to the question of best perm uh, is Don Sutton, R.I.P., who recently left us. He mm. had an outrageous perm, so he had a, a fantastic one. It's time for the dump next, Slee. That's coming up. Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. Kind of a kind of a sad day, Trav. Got to be honest with you. DMX, who uh, obviously you guys hear in the background, passed away at age fifty. Yeah, age fifty. You know, it's uh, I don't. Were, were you much of a hip hop fan or no? You know, I, I'm really not. I, okay. I not because I dislike it. I just I, I've said this so many times on so many different shows. I don't listen to a ton of music. It's not really my thing. Like I'm in the car, I'll listen to a podcast. I, I just I'm not. A, I I'm a child of the '80s, so I would. 80s metal bands and I like the Foo Fighters sure. too and something, but I'm not. No, it's just really never my lane. So there was uh, a ton. I'll, I'll go specifically the NBA. A ton of NBA players posting. LeBron posted uh, DMX for life, rest in paradise, legend. But you had a, a ton of different and and actually Kevin Garnett had a book and had a piece in it talking about DMX. And this was you know obviously before. And it's funny because. You could actually hear in that small bed of, of just that, you know, that specific song. He had such a kind of like a grit to him. Everything was a life story. He came mm-hmm. up, I mean, just his, you know, his story, his music told his life story. And a lot of these NBA players were coming out today talking about how they used to always listen to DMX. Kevin Garnett specifically was coming out and saying that the way DMX rapped which was in your face i have my own style i'm not paying attention to anybody else that's how i played i was going to be in your face i was he kind of used that as his uh dmx uh, in a sense took he took that style of a hip-hop artist and almost brought it onto a basketball floor so it, it's uh it, it's obviously a sad story only 50 years old yeah. but a lot of people are giving their love today yeah th- i read something on twitter this morning about dmx and again i my, I'm not even trying to be flip. And yeah. I, my my knowledge of DMX was he was a rapper. That that mm-hmm. I knew sure. that there was a rapper DMX, and that was the extent of my knowledge. But this woman posted this series of tweets that's been retweeted a million times by now. Mm. It's awesome. Mm. Um, she sat next to him on an airplane one time, just randomly. They mm. they, they were they were sat uh, and they started talking and. He, she didn't know who he was, and, mm. and so they kind of got to know each other a little bit outside of her being starstruck because he was a celebrity, and then 
her niece was on the plane with her and was just blown away that her aunt was talking to DMX. Hmm. And then he kind of realized that the niece was super into it. So he said, why don't you guys come to my show in a couple of nights? And the aunt's like, yeah, sure. He's never. And the next thing you know, he'd like sent a, a car to pick him up and brought him backstage. And they wrote, they wrote in the car with him from the hotel to the show, just like rolled this whole thing out. Like a really nice, interesting guy. So it's uh it's too yeah, bad. Very, very sad. I'll say this. There's one thing I respect for anybody in any industry. You don't feel like they have an agenda. They're not doing it for any other reason other than that's what they love to do. And I think for him, he was, you know, you, uh, let me use the word commercial. There are a lot of people who get famous, could be rappers, whatever genre of music, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that these people aren't doing it just for the money, but a lot of time it's just how much popularity can I get? How many records can I sell? He was one of the few that I felt like he didn't care. This is me. This is my product. You like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. That's kind of tells a little bit of a story about him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on uh, to the next one here. We haven't, believe it or not, it's the middle of the Masters, and we haven't talked about the Masters at all. Um, they're, oh, you're, you're, huge. Your halfway point leader is Justin Rose. Um, he shot an even par 72 today. You get I to mean, watch any of the Masters. I spent so many a pars, lot of time watching the Masters. So many birdies. I mean, <laughs> the putting. Uh, sure. I there, mean, there, was, there was putting. A ton of putting. And I thought, you know, so many of these drives, Trav, uh, so many of these drives. You're using a driver at one point, another time you're using uh, – just an amazing game, man. <laughs> amazing. Well, well done, Slee. It, it, so, but here, here's the thing, and this brings uh, us to the next item in the dump. Good old Masters. It's – without Tiger Woods, it's just – and look, golf – I'm a golf fan. I'm going to yeah. watch the Masters because it's beautiful, and I, I, I kind of I get it. I get what they're doing. Um, golf needs that player. Dude, golf's got to have that. Golf's got to have. They need him. Mm-hmm. Not there, there are other great players, Lee. There's not a great player like him, but he was so different. He is so different. He was magnetic, and he was exhilarating, and he would always come through in the clutch. He was a guy that was just always, always, always somebody you couldn't take your eyes off of. Like Bryson DeChambeau is arguably the most well-known golfer right now because he's, he hits the ball a mile and he's built like a, you know, a, a, a weightlifter and all these things. If, if Bryson DeChambeau walked down my street, I wouldn't get up to look out the window to see mm. him. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, 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 just, I just don't care. And Tiger's totally different than that. But this is, this is what I mean when I say, and it's not like this is a once-in-a-generation type of athlete. Okay, and you're gonna watch golf either way, yeah. whether Tiger Woods is there or but he's not. You're gonna watch Tiger. I'm going to watch Tiger. Yeah, and you're a hundred percent about that. And, and this yeah. is, you know, if I'm, I'm gonna give an example, maybe you were a, maybe you're a boxing fan, maybe you're not. But when Mike Tyson would box, you became a boxing fan, and, and that doesn't mean that when Mike Tyson, when his career was over, you were still watching boxing because there's those avid boxer fans are going to be there with or without Mike, but it brings in this whole new audience that obviously goes out of their way to watch. They're bringing in the same thing. They're bringing in people that want to see something that they've never seen before. Hmm. They're bringing in something that I want to see the coolest thing going right now. When Mike Tyson, you knew every Mike Tyson fight was going to end in a round or two. Right, he was he was gonna knock somebody out, and he was gonna, you know, the guy was gonna run away from him, eventually catch a punch, and he'd go down. And you wanted to see it because you knew everybody else was gonna be talking. Same with Tiger Woods, 
You you you. It wasn't. You didn't have to know. Oh, you know, uh, eighteen at Riviera. If you hit it too far right, you're pinned out by the trees, and you have to hit it off that bank. Nobody cares about that unless you're so a many person. putts. <laughs> but if you knew that Tiger Woods was playing at Riviera, of course, of course. you were going to go out there and do it. And there was a report too that came out about Tiger that when they got to him in that mm-hmm. ditch that he drove into, that he thought he was in Florida I read when that. they first got to him. I read that. Well, you Change saw how his you car. feel about any of this stuff? By the way, you saw his car. I mean, I just. They, I think looking at his car, this dude got – he got lucky. Let's put it that way. Oh, Let's my put it that way. Hell, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, not – I mean, yeah, he that he's alive is just short of a miracle. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm, this is without any insinuation. This is without any tone at all. This is just – isn't this ironic? When he got pulled over in Florida, sure. when he was out of his mind on drugs, mm-hmm. he thought he was in California. Mm. When he drove off the road in California and was probably concussed, I would imagine, from the impact of a crash like that, he thought he was in Florida. That's just weird how his mind works. and He was never quite sure exactly where he was. You glued to the Masters next couple days? Depends on who's – if it's Justin Rose and the other guys up there, not so much. If we get some of the other more famous guys in there, maybe a little bit. Slee, it was a pleasure yes, to sir. spend Friday night with you. It's a pleasure to spend the night with all of you out there. We will do it again coming up next week. Next, Travis and Slee is on Monday. We'll see you then.